Before we begin our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we're recording on. For Cass, it's the Borogagal people, and for Haley, it's the Dharawal people. After 10,000 years, I'm free. It's time to conquer Earth. Hi there. This is not Jennifer Coolidge, and that was my audition for Rita Repulsa in the new Power Rangers Gay Force. It's all full of homosexuals. Anyways, I'm not sure if I can talk about that. So in the meantime, listen to Drag Me Out Official and talk about that with your friends. This video is not sponsored by Jennifer Coolidge or Power Rangers, but supported by a flaming Midwestern homosexual with nothing better to do at this time. And listen to the podcast, dumbass. All right, Vegemite. Welcome to Drag Me Out. My name is Cass. My name's Haley. Usual shit, whether you like it or not. And if you don't like it, why are you watching? Just blame it on the edit. Blame it on the edit. Blame it on the edit. So I'll start with my week and my musings, and then we can yes, go please. on to season two of Cass Goes to Hospital. So, yeah, the only thing that happened to me this week was we went to we went out to dinner, and it was with the two kids and my mum. And there was obviously some type of birthday party, so there was lots of people there. They all knew each other, and they were playing in the little play area. And there was mm-hmm. two. There was probably about ten kids, all different ranges. And there was two that came down the slide together, male and female. I assume. I, I don't know. I'm not assuming their gender, whatever they want to present as. Pronouns, bitch. Yeah. Couldn't be older than 10. And you just mm-hmm. hear the girl come down. She's like, oi, Raiden just punched me in the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> you just see the dad perk up. He's like. Nobody touches people's private parts. <laughs> like she was just saying it as they've come down the slide together. So we obviously accidentally. Yeah. That, yeah. That was uh, like my mom and I were standing right next to the slide when they came out. So that's all we heard. So we just both like turned to their parents and just burst out laughing. <laughs> Called a no, no place for a reason, Brayden. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I'm like, well, at least she knows the actual word. They don't call it like eerie or la la or, or yeah. Like. I call it no, no place, but yeah. But you know what the term is. Do. Yeah, so my musings. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. I was going celebrity based and you can't interrupt. I just want to get it all out and then you can have your opinions. I don't care how many followers we lose over this. All 31 of you. I don't care. Mariah Carey, overrated. Ellen DeGeneres, a jerk. A lot of people come out. A jerk. Haley and Justin Bieber, no one cares about your divorce. Shut up. I don't care. Are you getting divorced? I don't know. Are you getting back with Selena? I don't care. Stop posting it on my Facebook feed because I don't care. Harry and Megan, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Don't want to hear about it. I don't want to see your face. I don't care. If you want to leave the monarchy, whatever, I don't care. I'm so sick of hearing it. The Kardashians, they need to fuck off. I nominate you as tribute to go to the moon with Elon Musk. Off you go. No one should have that much money and power. Not one person should have that much money. Those one percenters could solve world hunger. Solve it. No one should have that much money. Anyway, that was my celebrity musings of this week. 
responses. Questions, qualms. Totally agree about Mariah Carey. And she's a jerk too. She is. Now, here's the thing, right? Um, I used to, when I was young, 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 I used to work for a music magazine, right? What, Leo? I'm filming. What do you want? What do you want? Fine. And then go away. Chips. Okay. So I totally agree with Mariah Carey. Okay. I thought you were going to disagree. I thought you were going to. No. And I know a friend of mine, Lucas, watches this who actually idolizes Mariah Carey. And that's fine, baby. You do you. I got to write to my opinion and say to Haley, point the other direction because she's in the other direction. Haley. Many moons ago, I used to work for a music magazine and um, used to help out in the office and stuff. And um, I actually had to sit in on an interview that the reporter was doing with Mariah Carey. Right, right. Right. So obviously before interviews, um, this is back in the days where they didn't really have writers or anything like that, but it's always common courtesy and we do it. Um, You say to them, is there anything that's off limits? Mm -hmm. right and obviously love life relationships all of that other stuff is usually off limits to people who are like that now I'm trying to remember the exact year that it was I want to say 93 AD 94 oh yeah uh and she was extraordinarily pretentious Basically, the only thing that you could ask her is, how is your day? That was it. Everything everything was off the table. They asked the question, and the reporter asked the question, and we sat there. It was supposed to be a 15-minute interview. It turned into a nearly 40-minute interview because 25 minutes of those were all of the subjects that – and the poor reporter is sitting there with the notepad because it was back before, like, laptops and shit. Oh. Laptops were like 10 grand at the time and was literally crossing off all of the questions, <laughs> all of them. And this reporter, whose name I cannot remember for the life of me, actually said, I actually don't think I want to do this interview because you're a stuck up bitch. Nice. Interview didn't happen. Nice. Yeah. It was 40 minutes, no interview. And it was basically 15 minutes of them arguing, not really with her. She was sitting there, but it was with her representation. It would have been the publicist being like, no. Yeah. 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 But she was there too going, no, 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 because it was a phone interview. And um, she was saying no to some stuff. And that's when the reporter was like, you're done. I'm done. Like I, and they never did an article on her after that. And that was like at the absolute height of the vision of love and all of that. So it might've been 92. Maybe 92, 92, 93. Um, who were the others? Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres did a lot for the gay community, uh, basically putting her reputation, her career, everything on the line for her to be the first uh, major uh, sitcom star that was gay and was out there and all of that. She paved a lot of roads and helped the gay and queer community be able to be viable in the eyes of the public 
at the detriment of her career, even though she sprung back. The problem was she sprung back so fantastically that she didn't consider herself untouchable after that. And she got hers. She wasn't leaving because, you know, she just couldn't do it anymore. She was leaving because the backlash from the shit that she copped from her show with all of that bullshit that she was doing. And a lot of it's caught on camera. Like, but she was scaring people on screen and they were saying, no, please don't do it anymore. And she kept doing it and yeah. laughing at their expense. Mm. Like that shit's not on. So totally agree with that. Uh, Haley and Justin Bieber, uh, who are they? Um, <laughs> Hillsong fuckwits. Um, who else was there? Uh, the Kardashians. Oh, Harry and Megan. That was going to fall apart from the moment he slipped the ring on her finger. Because she's a commoner. Uh, the problem is that they're both telling lies. They're telling lies. Not necessarily everything is a lie, but they are telling lies and they're getting caught out on it. Mm. And you know what? You're the spare, dude. There are like 500 people in front of you now. Like, don't really care. Don't give a shit about your book. Don't, you no, know, you're never going to be able to have it. the kind of money behind you that you would have had if you had a state of royal. I mean, God bless him. He's doing the right thing by his wife, but his wife is a lying sack of shit. And she wasn't all that fucking great an actress. I saw an episode of Suits. She was shit. Fuck her. And who was the other one? The Kardashians? Well, mm -hmm. they're all fucking useless anyway, but I do like the mama jar. Mm -mm. What's her name? Chris Jenner. Yeah. I like her. Yeah. I don't know why, but, you know, she... um. She took her kids from nothing to something and they're still nothing, but they've got something, you know, I, I like the other one. Is it Courtney, Chloe? Uh, she's the one that's been a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race. I like her. Chloe. I like Chloe. I don't want to send her to space, but they're, they're all just, no one should have that amount of money. No one. No, but people keep buying their shit. That's the thing. It's Never not their fault. No, I'm not saying you, but it's not their fault if people keep buying their shit and, buy, and and watching their TV shows and stuff. It's not their fault. But you know what? They're not hurting me, so fuck it. I don't give a shit. Haley yeah, and Justin they Bieber. Hurt me. If Haley and Justin Bieber break up and Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez get back together, I am going to be very disappointed in Selena Gomez. I don't think they ever would. But because isn't she in a threesome with like the fucking Beckham kids now? I don't know. But they keep showing photos of like Selena and Justin getting back together, but the photos are not, they're not, they're not the same photo. They're two separate photos. They've just put them all together. I'm like, well, that's just propaganda is what that is. I, I would bet you all the money in the world that Steve Martin and Martin Short may not give a shit about her private life, but would give a shit about this and step in <laughs> and go, you know what? You need to listen to us. You know, and Aunty Meryl Streep and Uncle Paul Rudd standing, is stepping in going, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. He's not worth it. He's losing money. He's not worth it. You are getting yourself nominations and she's in a, she's like an executive producer or a producer on Only Murders in the Building. She's level pegged with two of the greats of comedy. You don't want to throw that shit away on that little fucking lesbian looking fucking teeny bop hour with all of the bullshit tattoo things that... Kate McKinnon does a better impersonation of Justin Bieber than Justin Bieber does. Like, no. And it's not going to happen. So the, him and Hayley fucking Bieber, they can just fuck off the Hillsong land and go and sing on a mountaintop. <laughs> fuck them. 
Is that it? Is that all of them? That was yep. my rebuttal. Yep. Okay. Them. Good. Fuck them all. So after 20 hours, they finally take me up to Ward 5C, Bed 7 at Northern Beaches Hospital. Um, I don't remember a lot about that day because I was heavily drugged. Um, but I ended up with a young girl in the bed next to me and um, she was about 30-ish. Like if she wasn't 30, she was about to turn 30. And she was one of those know-it-all kind of people. Um, and she was one of those, if you've had a headache, she's had a brain tumor kind of people. Uh, yeah, I was kind of, by the time I got up to the hotel, sorry, the hospital room, um, (laughs) it was, uh, let me think, let me think, let me think. Uh, I was in ED for 20 hours. I was in there around one o'clock. So yeah, just before lunchtime, I got up there and so she had been there for close to close to two weeks by the time I got there. So she was pretty well situated. She had all the creature comforts around her. She had the bed the way that she wanted. She had the TV on and, and, and whatnot. But And in whole, she was actually quite a lovely girl mm. um, and very helpful. And we had some great chats because – we were in, so part of the, so there's part of the hospital is private and one or two of the floors are public. Um, so, but some of the pr- public ones were single rooms and there were only three double, four double rooms. And I got stuck in one of the double ones, which was fine. Mm-hmm. So we would, we would chat every now and then she'd help me out. She wasn't feeling too good. I went and got the nurse. Uh, all of that other stuff. And um, so she was fine. The thing is that she did one thing and I'm just going to chuck it into a, this is my pancreas bursting at the same time because it was almost literally bursting at the same time, but this was a thing. So I'm laying in hospital and I'm unwell, extremely unwell. And she's ha- making phone calls to people, but she's putting it on loudspeaker. Mm-hmm. So I get to hear the conversation she has with everybody, right? Including her mother, who has one of the most monotone, boring voices you will ever hear in human history. And then here's the prime example of the mother. All right. This is what she did. My IV is going off because it's finished and they need to change it. And she's got it on speakerphone and her mother does this. She goes, oh, what's that noise in the background? And she goes, oh, it's my roommate's IV. Well, it's annoying. And I'm like, bitch, I'm laying back dying here. <laughs> you want to complain about my fucking machine because you're listening to it on speaker when your daughter shouldn't have put it on speaker because I don't need to hear the conversation because I'm dying type thing. And so she was complaining about that. But the thing is, so she has a boyfriend and you know what? His intention is lovely <laughs> and everything, but I think the boyfriend may be actually at Mardi Gras next year because we heard several things from him where red flags shot straight up. And one of them was 
she said something like, she goes, I feel a little bit better. And he actually went, yes, queen. <laughs> and I went, and my mum went, did I just hear him say, yes, queen? And I went, I think so. And she went, and she just looked at me and she goes, isn't that? And I went, not something you'd hear from a straight guy usually, unless they were taking the piss out of somebody. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, he actually did it a couple of other times and there are other things that he said that I can't quite remember, but I know that they were red flags. But here was the other thing. Whenever they would get cheeky to each other on the phone and say something like smart ass or whatever it was, the very first words out of either one of them's mouths were, oh, here we go. And I heard at least 20 times a day. So like if I, t- if I turned around and my, ma- my wife, when my wife said, oh, I just thought of something. I, I just had a thought and I go, oh, is it lonely? And say, you know, like muck around and say a joke like that, you know, you'd go, oh, here we go. She's, you know, giving me the shit. Yeah. They said it every single time. She's like, oh, I'm not really, f- I'm feeling better, but I'm still not feeling really great, you know? And he goes, oh, here we go. And then she was doing it too. And I had to listen to that for four fucking days. <laughs> four days. Listening to that shit. And the thing was that when he was talking, and I'm not being racist and I'm not being stereotypical or anything, but you can kind of, he had a very thick Australian accent, but there was something in the tone of his voice and the way that he spoke that made me think that he wasn't. And so when my mum and I were talking about it, my mum goes, oh God, we're just going to see some like queen walk in the door or something like that and go, how does she miss it? And we see it or whatever it was. And I went, no, I can guarantee you that he's Asian. And she goes, how could he possibly, how could you possibly know that just by the tone of the voice? Well, sure enough, two days later, he comes in, he's fucking Thai. <laughs> and my mom just like whipped the head around, looked at me and I went, I told you it was the inflection and the way that he was speaking. Mm-hmm. But the whole time he was calling the nurse whenever she come in, he goes, oh, thanks, sis. And I had to listen to this. I'm not judging, but I'm just saying, I had to listen to this shit. I was thanking the Lord that I was on the fucking end one. Because otherwise, I probably would not have been as congenial in my congenial era as I would have been had I still been in pain. Had I still been in the pain, you can guarantee I would have grabbed an EpiPen somewhere and shoved it straight in his fucking heart. Like, I just... (laughs) You know, or just like, I don't know. I don't know. But so she um, actually was supposed to stay possibly another week. And then she got, she got really, really lucky and left. And um, so uh, she had endometriosis Mm -hmm. and some part of her, it actually attached to her hip. And so they had to do a, bowel resection and what had happened was she developed a hematoma on her hip which is a blood clot Mm. and she was in quite a lot of pain like a lot of pain she was in she was still throwing up like the day before she left and it was because one day she didn't throw up they went she can go home um but she she still got a long road to go and, but so the last two nights, um, we were both kind of a bit down on ourselves because we were stuck in the hospital and she sat at the end of my bed for a couple of hours and we talked. And then the next night I sat on the, the end of her bed and we talked for a, a couple of hours and we just talked about everything and nothing. Um, and it was just because both of us were having trouble going to sleep because I had been told that I was going to be in hospital for another week that day. 
mm. um, the first day and she was told the second night uh, during the day before night that um, she was possibly going to have to stay in for another's another week as well. And it was easier for me because I had my mum and my wife 15 minutes away, right? And her nearest family was an hour and a half. So there were a lot of a lot of the days that we were together um, where she had no one come to visit. Um, her boyfriend came and visited for, he could only get there for an hour because he had to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he had to do the trip down and then the trip back. And then it just so happened the Sunday when her parents were coming to visit that they had no idea. And she didn't have any idea either. Like they came in, they sat down, the doctor walked in and said, do you want to go home? Okay. And she was like, yeah. And then, and he went, okay, I'll get everything all sorted out. And they took the staples out cause they'd been in there long enough and everything. And, you know, they sent her on away. So, you know, good luck to her. Like Tash, well done you. Hopefully everything's okay. Um, uh, and then I, while, while we were waiting for, while she was waiting for the paperwork and everything, we were talking and I said, what do you reckon my chances are that I'll have the room to myself for just one night? And she goes, well, I had it and, you know, you might get lucky. And I went, yeah, so we said our goodbyes and, you know, get wells and, and all of that. And I was laying on the bed and I was minding my own business and I was looking at my phone and I lasted 40 minutes. 40 minutes and the next victim came in. <laughs> Deirdre. <laughs> Deirdre. Deirdre is for season three of Cass Goes to Hospital. So the bursting of the pancreas thing, and I think we've actually talked about this once, but then to experience it in hospital when you're not feeling very well and listening to other people's conversations on speakerphone. Well, it's just common decency, really. (laughs) Like my bursting of the pancreas, common decency to put your fucking trolley away. Oh, my pancreas. Fucking annoys the shit out of me. How hard is it? Look, I understand if you're a bit older. Or infirm. But don't leave it in a parking spot. No. No. Yeah. People are dicks. Like, there's a guy on TikTok that follows people around on a scooter and he has an air horn. And when someone leaves their car, like their cart, their shopping cart, he like, blows the air horns like oh, what are you doing there and they're all like surprised like oh hmm. i didn't know that i had to put it back like but they'll be the first fucking people to whinge when there's no trolleys trolleys are shopping carts by the way for the international listeners mm-hmm. or they're the first ones to bitch if they have to get out of the car and move trolleys out exactly. of a parking space for themselves exactly like, even when I've got the kids, like, one will be in the front, one will be hanging off the side. I'll put the older one in the car, and then I'll take the younger one, and I'll take him back, and then I'll pick him up out of the trolley, and then I'll bring him back to the car. Like, it's not it's not that difficult. It's really not. No, it's not. And even if the, there's a shopping trolley bay, but the shops where you get them from is just a little bit further away, I'll take him there. And if I see an older person trying to return a trolley, I'll be like, I'll take that back for you if you're not, you know, sometimes they take them going to go inside to help them walk or sometimes they're trying to put them back I'll be like, I'll help you out I'll help you yeah. well see because shopping trolleys are sometimes difficult to move just like the fucking IV thing that I had I had the best way to describe it was it had shopping trolley wheels that yeah. thing never went in the direction that I wanted 
So imagine that, but imagine having two on my seven-year-old child who was unable to give me enough warning to go to the bathroom just because of the amount, like he had one was food pumping into him and the other one was like, you know, antibiotics, I've, like because he had that a bad infection. So he had two of those things. So I had to wheel whenever he needed to go to the toilet. There wasn't a toilet in the room. I had to wheel him with two. And they, one would go that way, one would go that way. Like, oh. It's never, it's never, we, never good when you're busting to go to the bathroom either. No. No. No, no, no. I, I, my cannula came out once. Cause I was in, I was busting to go and I couldn't quite get it situated near the toilet so I could sit down. And I'm like, I, I'm going to have to try and stretch it out here. And as I tried to stretch it out, the cannula came out of my arm and I had to, I got, I got cannulated five times. Or they put it on the opposite side of where you need to go. So you've got to wheel it around the bed. <laughs> hmm. So, okay. Put your shopping trolleys away. Stop talking yeah, on loudspeaker. No one wants to hear your conversation. Well, sometimes I do. If it's an interesting conversation, I want to hear it. I want to hear both sides. But I also like to guess. There was a part of me that also really liked listening to the bitch of a mother. She was a bitch. She really was. Because <laughs> she has like this, she has, so, so when are you coming home? Like this. And she goes, <laughs> oh, the doctor said that um, I, I, I may have to stay for another. Oh, what the fuck for? Now, a quick word from our unsponsored sponsors. Do you want to go to sleep with a different celebrity every night? Do you ever think of smothering someone, but your pillow is too basic? Then we have the perfect pillowcases for you. Hero Huggers by Rennie. Hero Huggers by Rennie encourages testing on animals. According to the scientists at Drag Me Out University, they have proven results that people who purchase Hero Huggers by Rennie improved their sleep by 83.768%. Phones are ringing off the hook with orders, so get yours now. Or alternatively, go to Hero Huggers by Rennie on Etsy. Sleep soundly knowing your heroes are right next to you. Hero Huggers by Rennie, where heroes lie. Now, animals were harmed during the making of this commercial. No one had dragged me out official has a science degree, but they have watched things about Scientology. No research has been done to support these statistics except our own biased opinion. Pillow not included. Now it's time for Cassid's Conspiracy Corner. Corner! We interrupt this broadcast for Cassid's Conspiracy Corner. Let me tell you something. So this is a nice quick one. Mm-hmm. Just it's like a it's like a band-aid. Just ripping it off. <laughs> I've been playing with a band-aid the whole time. <laughs> so transphobes believe that Daniel Radcliffe's pregnant cis girlfriend is trans. Pregnant cis okay, yep. Yep. So they've Daniel Radcliffe announced earlier in the week to People magazine that he is expecting a baby. With his girlfriend that he's been with for 10 years, as it turns out. Didn't Harry, know that. No, Harry Potter's been getting some. So I'm just going to read it straight from the article because I just giggled the whole time. Nothing says I've completely lost the plot in my own life, like pointing at a pregnant cis woman and screaming that's that she's a secret transgender. 
But that's exactly what overly online transphobes are currently doing to Daniel Radcliffe's girlfriend. Erin Dark, an actor best known for her roles on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and Dietland, has been in a relationship with Radcliffe for more than 10 years. Though they've largely kept their partnership to themselves, the couple announced to People magazine last month that Dark is pregnant and expecting their first child later this year. Cool beans! Uh, But that means nothing to the anti-trans conspiracy theorists, many of whom seized on photos of Dark and Radcliffe at a recent red carpet event to spread disinformation about how Dark is secretly a trans woman. On Twitter, fiction author Suzanne Seddon, who regularly posts COVID-19 conspiracy theories as well, uh, posted a picture of Dark and Radcliffe standing next to one another with the caption, now what do you see? Question mark. A clear insinuation that Dark cannot be a real cis woman based on physical features like relative height and facial structure. Okay, so when we were in the States first time, I think it was, we went and saw uh, How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying uh, with John Larroquette and Daniel Radcliffe was in it. Mm-hmm. And usually when you go and see a Broadway show, if you go around to the back of the stage door, you see them come out. And we did. And we saw Daniel Radcliffe, who is a little bit taller than a mouse. Very short. So my oh, five yeah. foot no, my five don't. foot mother could very well be the same height as Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe's like five one, five two. So there's okay. actually a distinct difference in height between him and the girlfriend. This photo that she's talking about, I actually saw it, and the photo uh, paints uh, – Erin Dark's features do look slightly masculine. Oh. Having said that, a lot of in the day who would be considered Eastern European women do have slightly masculine features. Some. Um, Seddon belongs to a dedicated sub subculture of transvestigators who promote a conspiracy theory claiming that hundreds, if not thousands of celebrities and wealthy individuals are actually trans or as they refer to them, finger quotes here, inverts. As researcher and activist Mia Mulder explains in her video on the subject, transvestigators believe that there is a couple of inverts uh, have made satanic bargains for power, which involve changing their genders for some reason and ritually abusing children. All right. The conspiracy picked up much of its own steam in 2014. So this has been going back since 2014. This whole trans people and all that bullshit are kitty groomers. Okay, so the conspiracy picked up much of its steam in 2014 when Joan Rivers died not long after joking, quote-unquote joking, that Michelle Obama was trans due to her broad shoulders. Conspiracy adherents believed that the Obamas had Rivers killed to cover up their secret, propelling the theory forward shortly before the QAnon and Pizzagate conspiracies also captivated the right. Transvestigators will hunt for non-existent clues to prove anyone is secretly trans, from Bill and Melinda Gates and the Trump family to the Williams sisters, Zendaya, Kate Bush, and the entire cast of Goodfellas. 
Seddon later shared an obviously doctored video purporting that the former First Lady Barbara Bush wasn't a quote-unquote real woman either. Where do you start? Do these people just, like, not have anything better to do with their lives? See, this is the thing. Conspiracy theories are usually... Now, I've also gone through, because I, I look through this stuff when I'm trying to find a really stupid one, and there are a lot of articles about um, conspiracy theories that turn out to be true. Okay? Yeah. Um, like the Titanic. And, like the Titanic. <laughs> um, and, but the, the, the thing is, with conspiracies and theories and stuff, it's just someone who makes something up. So well, she's is. a medical marvel then. She's a trans right? person having a baby. That's that's what I thought too. That's where I went in my head too. I was like, uh, if she's trans and she's actually pregnant, why aren't uh, we studying her? Why isn't she locked up in a facility in Area Fifty One? Why isn't Arnold Schwarzenegger making a movie out of her? Exactly, Junior Two, Junior Junior, Junior Squared, Junior Junior the Third, Junior. Yep, you know. But whatever. So, yeah, Daniel Radcliffe got a trans person pregnant. Well done. Yeah. Ah, I think I think we should be because he's to... a wizard. Ah, oh, he's got a magic wand. Yeah, he does. I've only I've not seen those movies. I just know that there's a wand. Do you think he like perpetuates it? Perpetuates this rumor just like as a fuck you to jk rowling god that would be great hey it'd be yeah. like you know what we're not going to sue anybody for defamation or anything like that fuck it let's p- piss off jk <laughs> it's, it's not going to do anything like the baby's still going to be there it's right jk miss thang that's your theory yeah you're welcome Cass's conspiracy corner roast or toast Oh, you know what? Let's just do your review because I want to end on a high and I can tell that you thought that Late Night was shit. Look, it's not that I think it was shit, all right? This is a review we obviously, Cass gave this to me a while ago, which we filmed on, the I just saw on the 28th. That's the last um, episode that we released. Hmm. Um, so she gave it to me a while ago uh, called Late Night with Emma, what's her name? Thompson. Emma Thompson, Emma Thompson and um, Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling. I pretty much watched everything that's Mindy in, that Mindy's in. She still irritates me. I don't know. It was a weird pairing. I, look, it just gave me Devil Wears Prada vibes, but the devil, like, learnt her lesson. Like, I could already tell what was going to happen. Awful human being, doesn't know anyone, learns her lesson, starts to like people and people like her. Like, I, I could already tell. It's not that I don't like Emma Thompson. I like Emma Thompson. I just, it felt, it gave me Devil Wears Prada. It was predictable. It was boring. I was like, I've seen this 7,000 times in other movies. Even in that awful one that, what's her name? The one in 27 Dresses. Catherine Heigl. Oh, that one. Yeah, that was, that gave me those vibes. Sorry about it. Anyway, that's my quick review. Roast or toast, smartass? Definitely roast. I'm going to give it three roast chickens. Would never watch it again. 
I may have to rethink this whole collaboration. <laughs> oh, I love it, by the way. I think the movie is great. I think it was very well written. I think Emma Thompson was great. And I thought John Lithgow was good in it too, who was Emma Thompson's husband. Yes. I don't Look, I'm not saying the acting was horrendous. I'm just maybe. You gave it three maybe. roasts. You gave it three roasts. Because it's been done before. No, no, no. We're a female talk show host. Even the short trailer of Shaun of the Dead that I watched was more entertaining than at that hour and a half movie of him walking to the shops and he doesn't know that they're zombies. <laughs> they're all just walking around and he's ignoring them. <laughs> Much better. I want to give you a movie. I haven't given you a movie in a while. What about The Rundown? What's that? With The Rock and Sean William Scott. Oh, and... come on. Give me fucking something non-rock related. Fuck. I'll watch it, but, like, you know, Jesus. Yep. All right. So you're going to have The Rundown. One of my favorite movies. Watched it a thousand times. Don't care if you don't like it. Okay. So now we're up to blame it on the edit. Blame it on the edit. I get it. RuPaul's getting up there in age. Mm-hmm. His songs are pretty good. <laughs> you know what? I love that one and I love the runway. The runway around is called Catwalk. Mm-hmm. The world is your runway. The one they always Everybody. Yeah, it's actually a very good song. It's got a nice, smooth yeah. like beat to it. And Blame It on the Edit just fucking sticks in my head. <laughs> I can't get Blame It on the Edit. Yeah, so we were down to our top four. Mm-hmm. Mistress Isabel Brooks. Lux, don't like her enough to even remember her last name. Uh, Anitra and Sasha. Now, I would just like to say one thing, and this is something that I, it's just a personal thing. I really want Sasha and Anitra to get together in a romantical sense. <laughs> I need Sorry, Sasha. That's going to happen. Sasha Nietzsche or, um, whatever the ship name is going to be. Anasha. Anisha. Yes, Free Willy. Um. <laughs> yeah. um, I need it to happen. Needs to happen. I mean, even Anitra thinks Sasha Colby's hot. As said in this episode. Yes, because she's, am I a lesbian now? Am I a lesbian now? <laughs> This it was one of those episodes where they learnt the choreo really quickly and then they had to film it straight away because usually when they get, do things like this, they give them a little bit of time to rehearse and stuff. The Tic Tac um, podcast lunchy thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Lux? Oh, full of shit, full of herself. I basically wrote, I don't believe anything she said. Huh. I think it's all fake. Maybe that's why she rubs me the wrong way, because whatever she says, I feel is just fake. 
hundred percent. Agree. The interview also did not really warm me to Mistress Isabel Brooks either. You can own being shady all you want, but when that's pretty much all you've done and you're gunning for the top and you're gunning for the crowd, the crown, it doesn't really look good to the people who are basically going to award you the crown. Yeah. I don't know. All I know is Mistress Lux, you're both out of the running anyway. Yeah. You, you're three and four. Yeah. Don't, don't keep it shorter, but you're three and four. Yeah. It'll be between Anitra and Sasha. Like, it'll be those two. And uh, I don't know. You think Sasha's gonna... got the crown. Yeah. I don't want her to. Her. Not because I don't like Sasha, but I feel like Anitra needs it more. I feel like the moment that I put my name to a horse, you just decide that that's not the horse for you. No. Because you've done it You've done it, and you've been Spanky Jackson. You were kind of against me the whole time. Uh, because I don't think she should have won. Danny and I'm not, B, and I'm not you were kind of against one. me the whole time. Well, it'd be boring if we just agreed with each other all the time, but it's not because you like the person. I feel that Sasha Colby is established. She is who she is. She is an advocate. For everything, but so is everyone. I think Anitra needs it more. I think Anitra's going to do just fine without it. Oh, and I'm not saying that she's not, but I I just think that yeah, no, Anitra needs it more. I'm I'm team Anitra because I always root for the underdog. Look, I know Sasha's probably going to win it, but I'm going to root for the underdog. Just give it the crown now. No, I want to see a show. I fucking. Been 14 episodes. Here's the thing. Here is the only way that Anitra will not come second is if they do the SmackDown for the crown. Right? When they do the lip sync for the crown, where they lip sync against each other and the winners are the two lip sync for the crown. Yeah, 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 yeah. The only way that it's not going to be is if they end up with each other against each other in the first round. You think that they haven't already planned for that? Well. Let's see the good in everybody, shall we? <laughs> you think they haven't already organised who their top four is? The moment they could throw in Lucy, they did. The, this whole season has been an audition for Sasha Colby. <laughs> All it's been. Yeah. Soon as they found out Sasha Colby was putting her hat into the ring, Rue's going, looking at the, looking at the watch going, you know what? Retirement's coming up. She could probably do the job. Let's see how she goes through the entire season. Yeah. She doesn't have to it win can... it. Brooklyn didn't win. The 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 the, the podcasts. So yeah, Lux and uh Mistress Isabel Brooks really did themselves no favors in that mm. at all. Uh Anitra's story is always sad. Yeah. And it just breaks my heart because she's such a sweetheart. God, she's a good-looking boy. She's a good-looking boy. People. You said that about Selena yesterday. <laughs> I recognize good-looking and beautiful people when I see them. <laughs> okay. Um, but then Sasha Colby's one, I actually kind of t- drew a breath 
to find out that her eighty-year-old grand, her eighty-year-old father hung himself. Mm. You're almost at the finish line anyway, buddy. Why yeah. not just hang in there? I, I mean, I understand, and I don't want to make light of people taking their own lives or anything like that. But there, the the first thing that popped in my mind, which was the the curiosity of what I just said. If you're 80, you're nearly near the finish line anyway. Yeah. There'd have to be extenuating circumstances behind oh, for that. Oh, sure. Maybe right. probably battled depression and maybe had dementia and just did it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Um, so Is we she- got to see... Uh, that Sasha is an all-round fantastic human being, which I always thought she was anyway. There's nothing pretentious about her. No. And then we get to the filming of Blame It on the Edit. Blame It on the Edit. So the group the group part, you could already tell Mistress, well, she's going to be outdanced. Like yeah. she knew it. The whole crew knew it. But I have to say, I liked her outfit the most. I thought it was okay. alien. Okay. Lux sucked. Yep. Anitra, I like. I liked it, but like, I I just like I just I like how Mistress puts herself together. It's flawless all mm. the time, every time. Um, but it just yeah, it just didn't. The confidence that she had in her outfit didn't come through in her dancing. No. no. Um, what about the individual lyrics? I can't believe I'm going to say this, but um, I actually thought Lux was a very good singer. Yeah. Whatever. But the thing was, Ross pointed it out when they were doing their individual close-ups and everything. It's all well and good that you know the lyrics and, and it's all well and good that, you know, you write a good verse or sing a great verse or whatever it is, but it's the contact that you make with the camera. And uh, Mistress Isabel Brooks had it and so did Sasha and Ross mentioned it. It was all of the other queens were leaning into the camera and Sasha leant back and you just went, Whoo! like she totally draws you in with the performance. Hmm. Uh, the other individual ones were, were great, but I just, when they were dancing as the four of them and when they were dancing in pairs, I just, you can't take your eyes off Sasha. Yeah. You just can't. Like that's the kind of magnetism that she has. She just draws you straight in. Um, so I actually had to watch the, I had to keep rewinding it back to keep looking at it. Um, and nature was possibly the only one who didn't stand out for good or bad reason mm-hmm. Lux still didn't really stand out but stood out a little bit more because like she could dance it um stood out a little bit more than probably a nature who wasn't confident with the with the dance anyway and uh mistress Isabel Brooks stood out for the wrong reasons yeah if you're gonna wear like a really like Standy out outfit. Then make sure you know your shit when you're doing <laughs> yeah. it. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't that she didn't know it. It was just her confidence. You could see she's dancing against three skinny bitches, and you know she's a bigger girl. She knew that she didn't have the dance skills of them. Um, you know we've seen so many lip syncs this season. 
a lot compared to yeah. other seasons. So we know that all three of those can dance. And Mistress only did it once, I think. Like in Mistress during... Isabel only during the Lala Perusa. Yeah, yeah. Um because yeah. Mistress Isabel Brooks and Sasha Colby are the only two out of the top four who were never in the bottom. Correct, yeah. Yeah. The only time that they ever lip synced was during that SmackDown. Or the talent show in the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. And which could say that there's more lip syncs in that. Like the amount of lip syncs be- we saw. You better walk that fucking duck. Better walk that fucking duck. Yeah. So then song's great. Song's good. It's a toe tapper. Liked it. Liked it a lot. Then we get to the runway. The world is your runway. So everybody knows. The only thing that I can fault with Mm -hmm. all those outfits was Lux's hair. Yeah, what was the deal? Like she was in a bridal gown. And then she had this big poofy cornrows hair. Like it needed to be a bridal hair yeah like it just it didn't make sense i could be biased by now because i just want her gone but obviously that didn't happen but that's the only thing i could fault anitra's i loved yeah I the blue number yeah and that the sasha colby yeah we get it you know how to wear clothes whatever we already knew you were winning and mistress loved that like it obviously wasn't isn't something that i would wear but i wasn't overly fussed you know I just think the amount of detail, and she said it was like 60 pounds. It's about 30 kilos. That's a heavy fucking dress. It is heavy, yeah. Um, and, and and that's why I was like, poor, when I saw it, because you could tell it was. But at the same time, I was going, meh. But that was just me, because I was in my Sasha Colby era. You're, you've been in your Sasha Colby era since. Since day this, one. This season started. Yeah. So... I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't really fault. I liked all their, that's probably the first time that I've liked everybody's runway. Even mm-hmm. lots, I liked a runway. I just didn't like the hair. It just didn't go with the whole theme of what you were trying to achieve. I would have liked mm-hmm. to have seen a nice bridal hair because I don't think we've seen that on her. No, but I actually thought, weeks, short weeks. I thought that the, the weave made the whole thing look pretty basic. Yeah. I just, I wasn't a fan. Mm. Um, then obviously the bottom two, I don't agree with. I don't think Anitra should have been in the bottom at all. Should have been Lux. It should have been Lux. Her, I don't get what they're seeing in Lux. I just don't get it. And then when they're commenting and they're like, Michelle Visage was like, oh, you know, in the beginning I was like, mm, I'm not too sure, but the more we see her, the more I get it. Oh, I don't get it. And I'm watching, like, I, I'm not watching anywhere near as much as they're watching because obviously blame it on the edit. Mm. But, um, like, I'm watching it too. And I'm not getting it. The only thing I've seen is basically a cocky, smart ass little shit. I'm getting a cocky, smart ass little shit who has no respect for people who have been in the business for a lot longer. Hmm. That's what I'm getting. And what I'm also getting is that she has absolutely no respect. There is no way that that bitch is going to be a gracious winner if she wins. She No, she can't win. She's going to be like, knew it the whole time. Knew I was going to get it the whole time. If I'm she fabulous. wins, if she wins or Mistress Isabel Brooks wins, I've said it before and I will say it again. I may never watch this again. 
until the next season. <laughs> there's no way. There's no way they're winning. No, they no can't. Possible, there's no possible way. No. Um, because even though Sugar and Spice were young and hadn't had much to do with the drag community, they were still really respectful. They yep. were great. And they were basically like, teach us. Yeah. They were like, I, I want to learn from you guys. Like they weren't this, oh, I'm the best at everything and all my looks were picked out specifically. Everybody's looks was picked out specifically because that's what the brief is. They give exactly. you the brief. You have exactly. to audition for the entire show. Yeah, bitch. Being on the show. They give you a list of things that could possibly happen. Yeah. They go, okay, these are, these are the things that we're looking at doing this season. You need to provide something for it. I'm sure that they give them things as red herrings and stuff so they can ha- be prepared just in case, but they do give them a rundown. Like they go to them, we're going to have a Dolly Parton challenge. We're going to have a Night of Thousand they, Beyonce challenge. When they audition, they have to show them their looks too. Yeah. Yeah. So they already know what they're going to be wearing at certain yeah. points. Um, yep. And then they can basically just sit there and pre-pick who's going to keep going forward. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're getting into the semantics. So then... Uh, Mistress Isabel Brooks and Anitra in the bottom two. Mm-hmm. They lip sync to a song I've never heard. <laughs> I have, but I can't remember what it was. It was Hayley Kyoko. Uh, can't so, remember what song it was. Something about girls. Yeah. Um, you know what? I could almost have an argument for mistress isabel brooks could have possibly won that yeah if they had have gone one has to go yeah nature could have gone Nah, they're keeping her. You better walk that fucking duck. You better walk that duck. And Anitra does lip syncs really well. Like she walked in front of Mistress, but she didn't block her. No. Well, she duck walked in front of her. Yeah. And she and Mistress played along with it. It was funny. They were playing with each other about it. But yeah, like normally when people go in front of people, they tend to try and block them, which I think is really bad. Like it's like bad sportsmanship. Absolutely. Get your shit together. Mm. But yeah. Should have been Lux and Mistress, and Lux should have fucked right off. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. See you later. But RuPaul, who had actually made a promise to herself that she would eliminate every episode. Okay. Mm-hmm. She made, made a promise. She made a promise. When was it made? In the next episode. <laughs> No, it was either that or in the unseen footage or whatever it was, but RuPaul promised herself that she would have one elimination every episode. There was not going to be an episode with no elimination. That's why the double save didn't happen. Three people go into the finale be boring as shit. Well, that's where they get them and they, they used to give them songs to lip sync to and it'd be a big production and stuff, like Pray the Gay Away that Ginger Midge did and the first first that Bob the drag queen yeah. did. Um, but so RuPaul did the right thing and we got our first double save. Yes. But that was after 
my girl, Sasha Colby, won the challenge, giving her not one, not two, not three. Here we get it. Four wins. Four wins. Did you know in the whole season there was only six people who won maxi uh, the main challenge? Yeah. Because Lucy Laduka was the other one and Aura Mayari. Yeah. They were the only other ones besides the top four that won main challenges. Unless we include mini challenges. <laughs> then Lucy Laduka won 500,000. <laughs> apparently um, we do that now. Apparently we do. It, it'll, look, it'll read like an, AFC, an AFL score. It'll be like two, three, <laughs> five. it's in two separate scores and once you get to you know when you um you count by doing strokes and then every fifth stroke you do a cross Mm -hmm. yeah every time you get one of those that counts as one main five minis (laughs) equals one main that's what it would be i think lucy will be back on all stars just saying yeah probably now that her song uh, Let Loose has become a viral phenomenon. Yeah, I know. Um, which is cute. Um, yeah, as we said um, in the other in the previous episode, I think Selena ruined her chances of All-Stars with the shenanigans and stuff that's going on outside. She's like her own worst enemy. Yeah, we need to find out more on that. We do. So our top four, uh, Sasha Colby, who pretty sure would be the winner. I'm, I'm batting. I'm counting Sasha Colby for eighty five percent, and Nitra for fifteen. The other two, no chance. Yeah. As annoying as Lucy is, it actually kind of would have been cute to see her in the top four. Yeah, I kind of like it. Edger, just Edger. Give her, give her the top four and then take it out straight away. Just yeah. edge her. Like, as I said Rupa, in a previous episode, like RuPaul's been edging Shangela forever. <laughs> um, you know, did the same thing to Lucy. I think that's, like, I'm in my bitchy era. <laughs> want to see her get there to have it taken out right from under her in, <laughs> in like one fell swoop. But um, the, uh, the 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 idea that Sasha Colby will be performing for the Crown just makes my my spine tingle. But I really want Sasha because here's the thing: give it to Sasha now, then get Anitra back for All Stars. Yeah, and watch her walk that fucking duck all over everyone. Including Lucy and <laughs> Selena's titties. Bring them all back and let her fucking walk over the top of them again. Like, redo I'm, I'm season good. 15 without Sasha Colby cool. and see how it would go. But see, you said that I disagree with you, but I, I, I chose them from the start. Like, I chose who I liked before even talking to you about who you like. So I didn't just choose them because you didn't choose them. I like Selena's titties at the start. And I also liked Mistress, I think. Um, I think we liked Malaysia Baby Doll Fox too. No, I did not. I found her irritating. I just, I, I find, and I get that 
Mistress Isabel Brooks is trying to preserve the old style of drag. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that that means that it's going. It's not going. It's just, you know, and there are some people who are young who will still gravitate towards that. So she's not um, trying to prevent extinction. Uh, the thing is that in doing that and you know what, she's focused and more power to her and, you know, they're all focused. Yeah. Um, probably more so this season than any other. There were more that were extraordinarily focused this season, probably more than any other. I think it's because they were like all from the same area, basically. They're all from Connecticut and they were competing against Queens who are much younger than them. And also are Instagram or TikTok famous as opposed to I work up in the clubs, I get a name for myself, and then I apply for RuPaul. Um, yeah. So I think there was a lot to prove in this season, um, yeah. especially against Sasha. Like, honestly, if I was on that season, but I didn't know Sasha like as a big presence anyway until – I did. Really, yeah, you did. Yeah. But if I was – one of the drag queens in this competition and Sasha Colby walked in, I'd be like, might as well just go home. Mm. Like the competition. See the, the, the race this year is basically for second. Yep. Luck. Unless. i going to get it. You wear another if, fucking crisscross top. I swear I'm going to strangle I, you with it. If I hear RuPaul say the winner of RuPaul's drag race season 15, is Lux, whatever a fucking last name is, and middle name. I may need to buy a new TV. I also hate that name. Lux, I never get it the right way around. Lux Noir London. Yeah, her. Um, I, your name makes no sense. I'm like, every time I say it, or every time I see it, I go, where's the pun? I don't get it. London Noir. I don't know. You've said it like so wrong all the time that you've now convinced me that that's her name. So I'm not unsure. Lux. Of Lux. I'm I not sure. Lux Noir London, but honestly, is. I don't care that much to bring it up. It's and Google. It. It's we don't give a shit Noir. Lux, we don't care. Lux. London. I don't care. Blech. Blech. Lux. No. London. Anyway, come on the show. Um, yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> so we should move on to the reunion. The a reunion. The reunion. Selena confessional again. Mistress has more errors than Cher or Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl, she, I love you. She got a little narky when, although I was reading an article today that Irene wished that she hadn't said anything about the accent when they were doing the reading challenge. Right. Mm. Yeah. You can't, you can't really call people out for that type of stuff. So Princess Poppy, look, I get it. It was about Nicole Page Brooks. Did, did, did Nicole Page Brooks die? Is it a tribute? No, but some people are doing, you know, po- Princess Poppy is giving up drag after this, right? Good. I don't even remember you on the show. Actually doing it, says it when she's introducing herself in the reunion and then I'm reading an article about it and sure enough, she's actually giving up drag. Good. Not a loss to the community. Thank you. Okay. 
I don't remember her on the show. <laughs> I couldn't remember her. You were the one because I, I I remember watching um watching the episode for quality purposes. You were the one who told me what she did for the talent show. She had the disease puppet. It's only it's only because I had to write notes, not because I actually remembered it. No, fair enough. Fair enough. A lot of people online are saying that it looks like RuPaul is going to give uh, the crown to Mistress Isabel Brooks because Mistress Isabel Brooks had more screen time than anybody else. I'm telling you this right now. The reason why Mistress Isabel Brooks had more screen time than anybody else was that Mistress Isabel Brooks was getting caught out lying a lot. Lying and causing trouble. But also when they did the whole playback of all the troubles lux was in the center of a lot she was in all of the gates and that she was in all of the gates i feel that they kept her because she kept the drama yeah no one's gonna watch kumbaya drag queens but mistress isabel brooks was caught out lying When Irene and Lucy confronted her about what she said about Irene's... She didn't admit it, though. So could Irene be salty because she only got one episode? Could she be trying to start another feud to get some sort of attention? Yeah, but Mistress Isabel Brooks was like, I didn't say it. And well, she, no, like, she didn't yeah, say that. Did. She said, I don't remember saying that. So she didn't say I didn't say it, but she said, I don't remember saying that. But I think she remembered saying it. Come on. But that's part of the reason why Mistress Isabel Brooks had so much screen time is because she kept getting caught out and shit. Yeah. And, you know, and all of that. So I don't believe it's because she's going to win the crown. Um, Because I would like to point out to anybody who thought that and is actually listening or watching this, Sasha Valua didn't have a lot of screen time in the reunion before she won the crown. No, that's bullshit. Conspiracy theory, no. No, no. No, no. No, no. I loved the unseen footage of them reading uh, the difference between a brick and mistress. Bricks get laid. Yep. Um, And then Selena. Selena was the funniest one, I feel. Mm. Um. When she was doing a Marsha, 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 and she's mixing up the twinks. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I can't get my twinks straight. Twinks, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like the unseen thing. The unseen thing. And this this also got people into a spin as well when um, RuPaul was talking to Sasha Colby and yelling at, like, I'm the motherfucking queen of all queens and I'm amazed by you. Mm. Everyone went into overload on the internet going, see, 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 she's going to replace her. She's going to replace her. She's going to replace her. It's a pretty clear indication when you hear a comment like that from the host of the show who decides whether or not who gets the crown. Mm-hmm. Sasha Colby's pretty much got the crown. Yeah. These lip syncs are going to be real good. They are, are they, going to be Are they good. doing a big finale? Like, are we... Yeah, it's in a theatre. I've already... people. Yeah, people have already been um, sending photos and st- putting photos and stuff online. Okay. Um, reunion was good, but it was kind of um, benign at the same time. There was a little bit of saltiness, but not a lot. There wasn't um, much left unsaid, though. Like, a lot of people were... Because this... everyone confronted each other. Yeah, like, Selena confronted Lucy. The only thing that was, like, sort of... 
still up in the air was like Lucian Lux. I'm sorry, but you're just not you're not gonna get along with everybody and Lucian Lux, you just don't get along. Like, yeah, move on. I feel yeah. bad for Lucy. Yet again she cried. Um, but she was painted so good. Oh yeah, for sure. Her like, the she did her makeup perfect. It was perfect drag. It was she looked amazing actually. It was like she was coming back to see her ex boyfriend. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lux wasn't a fan of what you were wearing. Mistress Isabel Brooks, all I saw was MIB, so men in black. That's all I saw. Major intestinal blockage. All I saw was That's men what in she black. said? Yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, well, uh, I didn't like what Lux was wearing, nor did I like what she was saying. No. Because uh, the mouth moves a lot, but not a lot comes out. And when it does come out, it sounds and smells like shit. Yeah, uh, sugar and spice were adorable. Yeah. Anytime they open their mouths, I just start giggling because they they just there's there's not a lot going up in here. And but what there is going up in there is a little voice that goes, "Ooh, you can see for miles in here." That's what's <laughs> going on up there, and that's why I love them. And you know what? I'm not the only one. Bianca Del Rio, who doesn't think much of anybody who doesn't have a brain, absolutely loves them. Yeah. Because you know what? It's like a childlike innocence. It's like they've just discovered that there's this whole new world to them and they're just like, oh, everything's so shiny. Yeah. They're so new. And look and look and look. Wait, there's other people that put makeup on as well? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. And then Rue tried to drag up some stuff about Robin Fierce and Amethyst, which fizzled out just as much as it was always going to fizzle out. Although we found out that maybe one of the it wasn't mutual and one broke the other one like broke up with the other one, but you know whatever, who gives a shit? No one cares. It wasn't a they wouldn't. It was stop trying to make it be fetch. It's not going to be fetch. It's not going to be. Uh, who else was there? That was it. That was it? That was, it wasn't very eventful. There was no screaming. No, I'm from Chicago. None of that. And there was definitely no, uh, you don't deserve miscongeniality, but how about fan favorite? <laughs> <laughs> there was none of that, but we find out who miscongeniality is. Hey, mm -hmm. let's do it right now because we have the finale okay. coming up. Who do we think is going to win Miss Congeniality? All right, let me just pull up my checkboard of queens and who I. Okay, let's just tick them off as to who's not going. Okay. Uh, mistress, no. Nope. Um, Baby Doll Fox, no. No, because she had some shady stuff with a thing. Yeah. Um, Robin Fierce, no. You nope. weren't in it long enough. Jax, no. Aura mm. Mayari, maybe. No. Maybe. No. I'm putting her no. in contention. I'm just checking no. her off against the other one. Marsha, Marsha, no. Marsha, maybe. Maybe. Um, Irene Dilbert, no, you're in one episode. One episode. But you got more screen time than Robin Fierce. <laughs> Lux, no. no. Sugar and Spice, no. No. I, I, it'd be cute, but no. Yeah, no. Um, uh, Princess Poppy, no. No. Amethyst, no. No. Lucy Laduca, no. No. Look. Selena, no. Why is Selena not in my photos? Here are the here, here are the things. It could be Marsha, 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 but I doubt it. 
it could very well be one of them's going to win the crown and one of them's going to win Miss Congeniality. That's what I was going to say. Anitra, I would have put my money on Anitra or Sasha, but you yep. can't win the crown and get Miss Congeniality, I didn't think. You can, but no one has. Right. Okay. So, okay. Uh, like, I would put Sasha as Miss Congeniality. But yeah, one of them, one of them's going to win the crown, and the other one's going to get Miss Congeniality. Yeah, I agree. So I was always sort of leaning towards Anitra or Sasha, but you know they're in for the crown. So very smart, um, Sasha and Anitra kept themselves on the outskirts of all the drama. The only time that they were involved in any of the drama was Metalgate. But even then, Sasha didn't come off as an asshole because she was just standing up for herself. Yeah. And Anitra, I believe, didn't say a word. <laughs> like she was just sitting no. there going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so possibly out of those two. Yeah. Now we'll talk about our local drag shows. Take it away, Earl. The Sydney local drag shows, we have Maxi Shield, the 27th to the 30th of April, in the whole tit and caboodle at Fusebox Factory Theatre in Marrickville. Illawarra and Roxy Horror in Drag Queen Bingo every Thursday at the Illawarra Brewery at 7pm. Slayer on Saturday with Maxi Shield at the Oxford. Shows are at 8 and 9pm. Drink and Draw with a Drag Queen with the fabulous Wonder Mama the 28th of April at Tremoyne. We also have Kath and Kim Drag Bingo with Prada Clutch and Conchita Grande the 22nd and the tw- uh, 22nd of April at North Scammeray and the 29th of April at Wenty Leagues. I'm Queer, get into it, Thursdays, 10pm at Universal with Space Horse, Eli Crawford and Tina Bickey. The Melbourne local shows, every Tuesday, 7.30pm, drag trivia at Evie's Fitzroy, hosted by Abril Latrine. Drag bingo at Molly's Bar and Diner every Wednesday with Chef Miss J and Ruby Taboo, balls drop from 8pm. And finally, we have Hey Henny at Circuit Thursdays from 9pm with a different cast each week. This week's cast is Fembot, XYZ, Crayola, Valencia, and Eggs on Ham. Thank you, everyone, for listening to or watching this episode. Uh, next episode will be uh, recapping the season 15 finale of RuPaul's Drag Race. If you're watching us on YouTube, please hit like and subscribe. Ding the little bell for notification. Uh, if you're listening to us on the podcast streaming platforms, give us a review. Be nice. We're nice people. Plain and simple. And I want to still thank everyone at Northern Beaches Hospital, in particular, Dr. Pincott and the lovely staff, nursing staff in particular on Ward 5C. And um any up-and-coming drag queens, please give us a message in the DMs so we can have you on. We just want to spruik you and we want um, people to find out who you are and we would like to get to know you as well. Uh, Haley, you got anything to say? Only so no one told you life was going to be this way. Job's a joke. You're broke. You love life's DOA. I'll be there for you. Because we're in Central Perk. Thanks for watching and listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.